Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Hello and welcome to Solution Sunday, where the soul is the solution. I am Lisa Warner. I am the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. And I am here today looking at my technology stuff and just going, hmm, can you hear me okay, Melissa? I can hear you very well, yes. Okay, great. (laughs) And I see we're live on Facebook, so you've done it. So, hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about hypnosis. It's a t- it's a subject that I actually have very little experience with and really have not dived into the topic much at all. So we are going to be diving in from the beginner's perspective today with my good friend, Melissa Dealey. Melissa, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm excited to be here today and to share this topic with your audience because it's something that I have only found in recent years. And as I did all of my training last year, I just became more and more passionate about this healing modality of hypnosis. Wow. So what what got you passionate about it? Really just the fact that as I learned more, I realized the literally unlimited potential of how we can use hypnosis in our lives from self-hypnosis to working with hypnotherapists in so many realms in terms of any new behavior we want to create. We can use hypnosis to make that happen much more easily. People tend to think that if they want to change uh, a behavior or create a new habit, that they need to do it based on willpower. And willpower is entirely in the conscious mind, whereas hypnosis is using the unconscious mind, which is so much more powerful. And we can dive into that because it's a really big piece of understanding hypnosis. But what we do all know is that today is February the 12th. And a whole bunch of people made New Year's resolutions six weeks ago at the start of the year. And 95% of those people have fallen off by today already because they're trying to do it consciously with willpower. And that doesn't last. There's no fun. There's no joy in willpower, right? It's hard to hold yourself back from something that you want to do or force yourself into something that you hadn't been doing previously. And as a result, we fall off. And I call that doing things the hard way when we rely entirely on our conscious mind. When we instead rely on our unconscious mind, that is doing things the easy way. It's much more gentle on ourselves. It's much more effective. And let's face it, would you rather do things the hard way or the easy way? Exactly. We have all been trained the hard way. (laughs) Exactly. We humans like to complicate things. And the other thing we haven't been trained about at all is the power of our unconscious mind. And so that's what got me passionate about it. And there's every time I teach it, I just taught an all day course yesterday. And it's funny, you know, it's a learned self-hypnosis course. I run it from nine to five PST. And I had a great group of women and At the end, they all did little mini testimonials about it. And they said, you know, I wondered what we were going to do for eight hours. I thought this is such a long day. And they're like, the time flew by. I put myself on vacation for today. That's what I feel like at the end of the day, that I've been on vacation today. Because here's something else that people, many people, their connection to hypnosis is stage shows. And stage show hypnosis is for humor, right? Whereas hypnotherapy is for healing, for uh, creating 
change and positive outcomes in your life, right? And there is a difference because this is what hypnotherapy looks like, literally. pretty boring for a stage show. It's not going to get anyone laughing, right? I don't hear anyone laughing right now, but you're so relaxed that your head just kind of falls forward. And how often do we give ourselves that chance to deeply, deeply relax? Which is why these women said yesterday that I feel like I just put myself on vacation for the day. And meanwhile, stage shows, because the hypnos, hypnotherapist there, well, not even a therapist, the hypno, hypnotist there is trying to create fun for the audience and laughter, they are taking a very different approach. Some of the techniques are the same, but the outcome is so different. And what they're looking for is somebody who's, you know, very, very extroverted, right? And so they will ask, you know, who are the extroverts in the audience or, you know, who wants to come up on stage? And really only the extroverts put their hands up, right? The introverts sit quietly going, no, no, don't pick me. Please don't pick me. And, you know, no, I'm not meaning any offense between extroverts and introverts, but that just tends to be what happens. And then they get the extroverts up on stage and they start having them do silly behaviors, right? And what's so wonderful about our unconscious mind is it is charged with keeping us safe at all times. That's part of its role. So it will only allow you to participate in the behaviors that it feels safe having you participate in. So for you, if you don't feel safe having to take off your shirt and turn it inside out and put it back on on stage, your unconscious mind will just pop you out of that state of trance and have you, you know, you'll end up coming out of trance and then you'll walk, somebody will come and get you off the stage and walk you quietly back to your seat. Well, the people that are still behaving silly, who would do it anyway, whether they were in trance or not, are doing more of these, you know, silly activities. And then that's how the hypnotist has figured out, okay, who are my people that are really going to play along and make this funny today, right? Everybody else whose unconscious mind was like, yeah, no, I don't, that isn't, doesn't feel safe to me is now sitting back in their seats. And so it's a really fun show, but people watching it may be mortified for the people on stage because for them, that doesn't feel safe. And so people might have this thought about hypnosis that, oh, I don't ever want to do that because they might make me do something silly like crawl around on the floor and bark like a dog, right? And your unconscious mind might not feel safe doing that and you might not like it and that's fine. But the person on stage they felt totally safe. And so their unconscious mind didn't pop them out of trance. That was something silly that they would have played along with anyway, right? When you are in a state of trance and in hypnotherapy, your unconscious mind is still absolutely 100% in control. In fact, you have 10,000 times more focus on whatever it is you're working on because you're focused on that single thought. And your unconscious mind is in control. And I really would love people to understand that and kind of push away some of those misconceptions or preconceptions that people might have about hypnosis, because it is a very, very powerful modality with no negative side effects. We love that. No negative side effects, right? And we have Keith is on with us today, who's created the movie called The Inside Effects, How the Body I love that. Out. He says, I was a cigarette smoker for I was a cigarette I was a cigarette smoker for like 12 years and one hypnotherapy session, and I never smoked a cigarette again. What a blessing. That is exactly how powerful this is. And I love that. Thank you for sharing, Keith. And I also love the movie you're putting together. And I look forward to seeing that when it comes out in uh, the spring, because uh, Lisa told me all about it. And it's so true. The body can heal itself and we can help it in that process. And hypnosis is simply another tool in the toolbox that can help us in that process. So I'd love to share with you just the fact that Hypnosis is using the state of trance. And then in that state, we give suggestions of what we want to our unconscious mind. Now, here's the thing. You spend 90% of your day in trance already. Did you know that? 
So the brain already knows how to go into trance. Mm -hmm. And as examples of when you're in trance are, have you ever driven from point A to point B and got to point B and gone, hmm, I don't remember the last 10 minutes of that drive or maybe more, Mm -hmm. right? We've all done that. You're driving in a state of trance. Have you ever walked into a room looking for your glasses or maybe looking for your car keys and you can't find them? Yet the car keys are in your hand or the glasses are on your head because you're in a trance about other things going on in your life that even though you think you're looking for your glasses or you think you're looking for your car keys, you already have them. And you're in a trance, you don't realize it, right? Or watching a movie. The Superman movies, right? Watching the movie and then Superman, he's gone into the telephone booth and he's put on his cape and now he's flying across the sky and he's going to be the hero and he's going to go and get the people out of the burning building. Did you stand up and look at the television and go, that's not possible. People can't fly. Or were you willing to suspend disbelief and enjoy the movie? That's trance. Because our conscious mind would be going, that's not true. People can't fly. But we got out of our conscious mind for a while. And we're in our unconscious mind, which is, as I said earlier, the imagination. Our unconscious mind is literally like a a toddler, a two to five-year-old. It communicates in symbols and colors and shapes and very few words. And it loves stories. And We have our conscious mind and our unconscious mind. Our conscious mind can access roughly 10% of what our unconscious mind can access. And in fact, there's some astrophysics work that's been done that shows that our conscious mind actually only accesses uh, 3.6%, something like that. 0.4% of that is everything we can see. So everything we can see in the world is only 0.4% of what our mind, our total mind can actually access. And then there's another actually 3.6% that we can't see that our conscious mind is accessing. And those are things like radio waves, microwaves, uh, Wi-Fi, et cetera, electromagnetic fields, right? So we know they're there because we talk on our phones all day. We listen to the radio. We warm up our food in the microwave, but we can't see them, but we know they exist, right? So that's 3.6%. So the 3.6 and the 0.4% that we can see adds to 4%. The unconscious mind can access the other 96%. And that's powerful because that shows how many more resources the unconscious mind has access to. Exactly. That we are not aware of and we are not taught. As you know, the unconscious mind communicates to the conscious mind. It also communicates with the higher self. So it's our pathway to communication with the higher self, with the universe. And that just opens up all of those resources. And when we are in a state of trance and hypnosis, our conscious mind and our unconscious mind meld into one in in that we are accessing the entire mind. Because normally there's something called the critical faculty, which is a divider between them. And we develop that critical faculty when we're about seven or eight years old. That's when we start to learn logic. So young children, they're always in that imagination, in that playfulness, right? And they don't know the difference between reality and imagination. And then they get to that age seven or eight where we develop the critical faculty, we develop logical thinking, problem solving, all things that we need, but we tend to spend too much time there not realizing how much more we can access if we stay in that imagination. Exactly. And unfortunately, our school systems, they're not teaching this because they're not aware. And some of this science is new, even though hypnosis has been around since the beginning of time. And we can chat about that too. Just because it was around since the beginning of time didn't necessarily mean that they had the science to explain it that we have today, right? They knew that it worked. They knew how to access the unconscious mind. 
but they didn't necessarily have the science to explain it. But what's what's happening in schools too is that the teachers aren't aware of something called the learning state. And the learning state is the state that we want our children in at school because all learning, all change, all behavior is unconscious. Comes back to being the easy way. Don't try to change your behavior consciously. As I said earlier, that's the hard way. When we do it unconsciously, that's the easy way. Learning, we can put ourselves into something called the learning state. And all you do to put yourself into the learning state, and everybody that's listening can do this now too, is you just look up slightly. Not You don't tilt your head back. You don't move your head at all. You just look up slightly as if you're looking through your, out through your eyebrows. So you look up and then you move your eyes around as far to the back as you can. So you're bringing in your whole peripheral vision. And then you look back at me. And now you're in learning state and your ability to retain what I'm saying is going to be far more significant than if you were in your focused state looking at me. And so it looks a little bit like daydreaming. And how many times have kids at school, myself included, been in a daydreaming state, which is our learning state, absorbing it all, and the teacher goes, hey, Susie, pay attention. And they snap you out of it back into your conscious mind. Because we think that our conscious mind is that thinking, logical, problem-solving mind that we should be learning there too. But in reality, our learning is all happening in our unconscious mind. And so understanding that is key to also understanding hypnosis and how it works. So back to our critical faculty that divides the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. It's like a lace barrier between the two minds. And it literally comes down when we induct someone into that, those deeper states of trance where we can then give auto-suggestions to the unconscious mind of, we, of what we want to achieve. Our mind is so powerful and we are just tapping the surface, just, just tapping the surface. Yeah. As I said earlier, this has been around since the beginning of time. We can go back to 1500 BC and find in Hindu Verdu texts references to using the trance-like stage in healing modalities. And you see it in shamanic work in Ayurvedic work, Hindu work, in so many different uh, cultures from early, early on. Modern hypnosis started more around the 17th to 18th centuries. And when I teach my class, I go through the whole history of it because it's fascinating. Once again, when people don't understand something, they fear it, right? And they try to squash it. And that's what's happened many times through our history. And yet it keeps resurfacing. And now there really is uh, a huge following of it coming through now. It was in 1857, 1858 era that the American Medical Association actually brought it into being a modality that can be used in medicine. And many doctors and dentists use it to this day when um, having to do surgeries on people because you can actually do surgery on people without any anesthesia under hypnosis. And that was discovered during the British India war. And they reduced the death rate from surgery from 50% to 5% wow. by first hypnotizing people into a deep, deep, the deepest state of trance so that they could actually do surgery on them. How incredible is that, that your body will allow for that as part of the healing process, that you have that ability within you. Exactly. Amazing, right? And then chloroform was developed and it took quite a bit of time to get people into these deep states of trance. It was much easier to use chloroform and put a, a rag up to someone's face to knock them out. So it didn't take off. However. There are a very quick inductions that um, doctors and dentists will use today, not instead of anesthesia, but alongside when working with their patients. So I love it. Are you getting comments in? It looks like you're getting some comments yeah, in. Yeah, we have um, 
Barbara says, I was told to stop daydreaming so much around eight or 10 years old. And Keith says, that used to bug me so much when the teacher told me to pay attention. I was picking up everything they were saying. Yeah, I was off in my mind implementing what they were teaching in my mind. Love that. To both of you, Barbara and Keith, kudos, right? And know that now as adults, allow yourself to daydream. If you're getting on webinars or any kind of learning, just pop yourself into that learning state as you start whatever it is that you're training in. And it will just be so much easier for you to absorb and to have that information be retained than trying to do everything in your conscious state. So, yeah. Exactly. Wow. So that's really why I have become so passionate about this because there's so much that we can do with it. And today, you know, Keith mentioned smoking cessation and, you know, that's definitely something, but now it's vaping, right? I don't really actually know very many smokers, but I know that unfortunately the younger generation is a lot of them are vaping. And so there's going to come a time when they don't want to do that anymore. And uh, that's going to be something that um, people are looking for support with. Um, but there's just so many areas in which we can use this, you know, weight loss that lasts, pain control, improved sleep. You know, I think it's something like 70 million Americans suffer with sleep every single night. Um, eliminating procrastination, right? When we get stuck, we don't know the way through, we have resistance, etc. We tend to get stuck and procrastinate and we can work through that with hypnosis. As I mentioned, it gives you 10,000 times more focus on whatever it is that you're working on, 50,000 times more accountability. As I've mentioned too, improve learning and retention. And what I also love about the learning state is it's impossible to have negative emotions when you're in the learning state because it's dropping you into your parasympathetic rest and digest calm nervous system. You can also use hypnosis for depression, for anxiety, phobias, stress reduction, and for gastrointestinal orders. So this is where it works in with my integrative health side of the work that I'm doing to just further support the healing there. Skin conditions, post-surgical recovery, you can give auto suggestions to your unconscious mind that I'm going to heal 10 times faster from my surgery or that my immune system is going to uh, be 10 times stronger this winter, all sorts of things because we're tapping into that unconscious mind, which is in charge of all of our health as well. Uh, you've probably heard of it being used with childbirth. There's a lot of uh, birth doulas that will do hypnosis to help moms deliver naturally and without pain, relief from nausea and vomiting. Uh, as well as in business for things like learning to love doing sales calls. How many people procrastinate and don't want to do sales calls because, you know, they don't want to be turned down over and over again. And so then they, you know, build up a little bit of fear or resistance to doing it or the follow-up people might want to do the sales calls, but then they don't want to do the follow-up. So for again, simple tasks, so to speak, which is still habits and behavior change, we can do that as well. So, and, you know, I gave you probably 20 things there. That's just a short list. It is so incredible that what we can do with this, it is literally unlimited. Wow. That's amazing. Keith says, I still daydream. Then I manifest what I dreamed. <laughs> exactly. And that's part of having really good rapport with your unconscious mind and being able to bring that in because that's, what we can do. And that is truly the power of the unconscious mind. And a big part of that is the manifestation piece that people talk about a lot, but they may not realize how they're tapping into their unconscious mind and all of those additional resources that our unconscious mind has access to in that process. Mm -hmm. I have some stats to share with you as well, that in 1958, again, back when the American Medical Association, they had just approved hypnosis in 1957 to be part of the medical industry. And in 1958, there was a study done and published in American Health Magazine. And they studied psychoanalysis, behavior therapy, and hypnotherapy. So with psychoanalysis, it had a 38% recovery after 600 sessions. Wow. With behavior therapy, it had a 72% recovery after 22 sessions. 
And with hypnotherapy, it had a 93% recovery after just six sessions. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. And we carry our unconscious mind with us every day, all day, every day. So it really is a powerful modality. And it's interesting because I'm in Canada and I learned recently that it wasn't until 1997 that the Ontario government allowed the word hypnosis, hypnotherapist, hypnotist to be used in any kind of marketing of what you offered. So they had to call it guided visualizations all the way until 1997, 25 years ago. Crazy, right? And that's 40 years after the American Medical Association accepted it, but it took the Ontario government another 40 years. So yeah, and it was called guided visualizations because that's really what it is. When we're inducing someone into that deeper state of trance, we do it very slowly. We kind of say slow, slow, slow. We're talking to the conscious mind at this point. We're calming the body down and we're creating this incredible image, right? That that person's going to relate to. We will have already done an interview with them, learned what it is that they're wanting to achieve, figured all of it out. And we create this beautiful story so they can see themselves there. They can feel themselves there. We're bringing all the senses into it. Maybe if they're at the beach, they can smell the ocean or they can hear the sounds of the children running around and screaming and laughing with delight, right? And that's part of the induction stage is we take them deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper, right? Might be going downstairs as we're taking them deeper and deeper. And then we'll do some kind of a test to uh, ensure that they are in a state of trance where we can give them the auto suggestions and have them be effective. And that might be something like, in a moment, I'm just going to ask you to lift your right wrist. And then when you're ready, I'm going to have you drop your right wrist. And when you drop it, it's going to be as limp and as loose as a wet dish rag. And it's just going to plop down into your lap. And that's literally what happens because they're so relaxed. The hand just drops down, right? And when we see that, we know they're in that deeper state of trance and the head's probably dropped like I showed you before. And then we give the suggestions that we've created together as well based on the outcome they're trying to achieve and always in their words because of course the unconscious mind relates to their own words more right and so then we say those very very quickly because the unconscious mind is very very fast and the conscious mind is very very slow and if we talk to the conscious the unconscious mind very very quickly the conscious mind can't even keep up and then we slowly bring them out of trance again, saying, in a moment, I'm going to wake you up and I'm going to count from one to five and you get louder as you do it. And then that's how you bring someone out of trance. And at five, you're going to be eyes wide open and you're going to feel wonderful and be smiling. And so it's a very relaxing process for people because we are taking them through this process of something that they enjoy that's very calming. And we embed those suggestions to create whatever it is that they're trying to work on in their life. And we do it very, very quickly because the unconscious mind is 2.5 seconds ahead of the conscious mind. (laughs) Even though it's the mind of the toddler, it, because it's our survival mechanism, it's 2.5 seconds ahead. And so examples of that are your unconscious mind will stop you walking in front of the bus before you've even seen the bus. You know, you look left, you look right, you look, you you know, you don't look left again, you step out and the conscious mind had you stepping back and you're going, whoa, where did that bus come from, right? Or you, you know, touch a hot pan and your unconscious mind has had you let go before your conscious mind has even realized it's hot. And it's only after you've taken your hand off that you, your conscious mind is caught up and realized like, oh, that's hot, right? It's our safety mechanism. And so again, that's why this is so effective is because when we talk very, very quickly to the unconscious mind, the unconscious mind hears it all and the conscious mind can't keep up. And so it's out of the way. Beautiful. And again, we're playing with imagination because we're creating all of that visualization and allowing us to tap into that imagination. Yeah, our, mag- our imaginations have been shut down, mm-hmm. you know, kind of on purpose for a very long time. Yes. And we see that we are grand creator beings here playing in physical form. You know, the only way we can limit ourselves 
is to forget who we are. So we have this separation between, you know, this the conscious mind and the unconscious mind or the mind and the soul as I, those are the terms that I use for those mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting when we start to see how hypnosis works and how the subliminal messaging happens. And we start to see that, you know, there's a lot of hypnosis going on in the world. There is. And that's a that's a very good point. So a couple of things there is that I used to be in the corporate world. And I agree with you 100%. My imagination was completely shut down. The corporate world is like our school system. It's all conscious mind, right? Think, problem solve, think, problem solve, logical thinking required, leave all the rest of it out of it. Even though you might hear the odd person say, think outside the box. Actually, it was very funny when I left the corporate world. It was because Big Fish bought Little Fish. And then later I saw a training program by Big Fish that said it was a, as I said, a training program that said how to get inside the box. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't work there anymore because why would I want to get inside the box? Right. (laughs) Anyway. Aren't we trying to leave the box? (laughs) Yeah. Think outside the box. Right. Anyway. So yes, we do get squashed. And I've had adults say to me that I don't. I don't, I'm not creative. I don't have an imagination. Yeah, you do. We all do, do, right? You can just tap into it. And our unconscious or our mind, our brain takes in 12 million bits per second of information every single day. And here's an interesting fact. Back in 2003, that number was only 2 million. So in 20 years, it's gone from 2 million to 12 million because of all of our devices, laptops, televisions, phones, et cetera, et cetera, uh, um, tablets, et cetera, right? And even 2 million was too much for our brain to deal with. And so what our brain does is it um, narrows that down to an amount that it can handle, which is roughly 128 to 143 bits per second. And it deletes and it distorts and it generalizes through our filters in order to have a work and amount of information that it can work with, right? Our filters for every single person on this planet are as different as our fingerprints. The categories are the same, but the content stored in our filters are as different as our fingerprints because our unconscious mind is like a filing cabinet and it will store every single experience that we've ever had in case we need it to refer to it again. And this creates the content in our filters. So our filter categories are time, space, matter, energy, language, our attitudes, our beliefs, uh, our memories, our decisions, right? So they're different for everyone because no two of us on this planet has ever had all the same experiences. And so once it puts, we have a new experience And it's narrowing it down to the manageable amount through our filters. And then it creates a vision. The movie screen of your life, if you will. So if you were to close your eyes right now, and everybody listening can do this, just close your eyes and take yourself back to the last place you traveled to. And whether it was a hotel or maybe it was an Airbnb, maybe it was a relative's home. In your mind's eye, pull up the room that you slept in, the bed, maybe there's a bedside table, the lamps, the color of the duvet or the bed coverings. You can do that, right? You've literally just taken yourself back into that place. You can do that for every experience you've ever had in your life. And what's interesting with the power of our mind is that as you do that, it changes your state or how you feel. So if you went back to a happy memory, it makes you feel happy. If you draw up a sad memory, it might make you feel sad. Our state and how we feel impacts our physiology. If you are most often in a happy state, you will have a stronger immune system. There's all sorts of scientific studies on that and people who are happier live longer. If you are in more of a depressed state, it weakens your immune system and that obviously is damaging to your long-term health. Through hypnosis, we can change your state 
in order to change your physiology. Your state also impacts your behavior because you have a whole set of different behaviors if you're exhausted than if you're waking up fully energized and ready to run around, right? And again, through hypnosis, we can change your behavior as a result of your state. So because of these filters and how your brain brings up your image of any experience, you are literally creating your own reality every single day. And if you don't like it, we can change it. And I found that fascinating because that was something that I'd never even given a moment's thought to before doing all of my training. Because I thought everybody else that was at the same, you know, soccer game or concert or, you know, skiing with me or whatever was having the exact same experience because we were there having it together. But they weren't. Each of us was creating our own reality. And I have a little story to share that will really drive that home for people. So three little girls are walking in a park and a snake slithers across the path in front of them. And the first little girl sees the snake and goes, snake, and she runs away. And the second little girl goes, somebody's going to step on you. And she kneels down and she really gently picks up the snake and then walks it over to the edge of the path and puts it in the grass so it doesn't get stepped on. And the third little girl looks at the snake and goes, and doesn't respond. So what we have here is one experience. A snake slithers across the path. The first little girl's filters have taught her to be afraid of snakes. The second little girl's filters have taught her that all creatures must be cared for, no matter how big or small or slimy or scaly, they all need to be cared for. And the third little girl hadn't actually developed a filter around snakes yet, but now she's had two opposing reactions. And the one that had the most emotional impact on her will determine how she responds next time. So those three little girls go home at the end of the day. And you can well imagine that the stories they tell about their day in their, at the family dinner table are all very different. One experience of a snake slithering across the path. So this is why in Canada anyway, the RCMP no longer allow eyewitness testimonials in court for motor vehicle accidents because you can have three people see the same motor vehicle accident and stand up in court and tell three very different stories. So do you see how we're all creating our own reality? And this is also influenced by our unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And that links back to the power of hypnosis because we can change it. If you don't like your reality, you don't have to be stuck anymore. You can get out of that. And the easy way is using the unconscious mind versus trying to create new habits and new behaviors in the conscious mind with willpower. Beautiful. You know, we've all been taught that that the reality around us is what it is and that we can't change it, that we just have exactly. to we just have to deal it. with the way yes. that it is. But the only reason it is the way it is is because we've created it to be that way and we can change it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also made a really good comment earlier about, you know, there's a lot of almost hypnotism happening in our world today where people are being put in trance deliberately. And you're right in the sense that the marketers know this, political parties know this, our governments know this, right? Businesses know this. So some really common examples of it are things like the Nike slogan, just do it, just do it. We all know that slogan. We all hear it, but it's what we call a nominalization because what does just do it actually mean? It means something different to you than to me. And it's not anything that you can pick up and put in a wheelbarrow and take away with you. And yet we all hear, just do it, just do it, just do it. Or the Obama campaign, change you can believe in. What does that mean? Right? And yet everybody embraced it. It meant something different to every single person. And so this is how the marketers use their understanding of our unconscious mind to, to get us to follow along. 
right? Exactly. Government these grandiose it. statements. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. it's really, it's very beneficial to understand that it's being used on us. Yes. All the time. Yes. yes. Because then you can stop and just question it and go, what does that mean? Does that mean something to me? Is that something that I want to actually follow along with? Like I do actually like the Nike ad, just do it. Right? Because there's many place times in our life where that can move us forward, but it's not always appropriate. If you're a teenager with peer pressure and somebody's trying to make you try some drug off the street, then it's absolutely not appropriate, right? So being able to understand and question it for yourself is very helpful knowledge to have in your back pocket. Exactly. So would you like to play a little game with me? Sure. Because hypnotism is all about playing along. And I've had people say to me, oh, I've been hypnotized before and the hypnotherapist told me I wasn't good at it or I can't be hypnotized. And these are limiting beliefs. In fact, somebody who says I can't be hypnotized has been hypnotized into that limiting belief. Because as I mentioned earlier, every single one of us already spends 90% of our day in trance, right? So we know how to do this. And the difference between just spending 90% of our day in trance and being hypnotized for a beneficial outcome is that you're giving suggestions to your unconscious mind when you're being hypnotized for that beneficial outcome versus just going through your day in trance, right? That's literally the difference. Mm -hmm. So as long as people aren't driving, you can play along and do this for yourself. And as long as you're willing to play, and that's what this is all about, is playing all out and following instructions. So hypnosis is really great for intelligent people because intelligent people can follow instructions. And hypnosis is really great for creative people because creative people love to play in their imagination. And if you're feeling like I'm not a creative person, you absolutely are, you can be, you just need to tap into those skills. But for now, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes, ground into your body, take a nice deep breath, inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale. And as you close your eyes now, I want you to think about all the little muscles all around your eyes and relax them. Relax them more than they've ever been relaxed before. Relax them so they just won't even work. You're so relaxed, you can't open your eyes even if you wanted to. In fact, I want you to try. Try and open your eyes and find that you can't. Try to open your eyes. You'll find that you can't because the muscles around your eyes are so relaxed. So, so relaxed. And now there's a fire alarm going off and I'm clapping my hands because you need to open your eyes and your unconscious mind needs to get you to safety. So open your eyes, Lisa, open your eyes. There's a fire alarm going off. <laughs> so what was that experience like for you? Awesome. That was very interesting. Was, you know, the, the power of suggestion and our ability to, to trust ourselves and to trust our safety is of paramount importance. And you could see that you were in control because you can still open your eyes when you need to. Mm -hmm. And you actually went a little bit deep because you didn't open your eyes right away and you knew you were playing a game. And if there was really a fire alarm going off where you are, your eyes would have opened, right? Me pretending to be a fire alarm, clapping my eyes and being loud isn't the same thing. But when I said your name, then your unconscious mind really picked up and you opened your eyes immediately. But prior to that, you couldn't open your eyes because the muscles were so relaxed. And it wasn't that you couldn't, it was simply that your unconscious mind was listening to the instructions and following along, right? Because if you close your eyes right now, you can open them again. And what did it feel like when you were trying to open your eyes and yet they couldn't open? Um. I mean, I was just really enjoying the, the being relaxed. Right. Part. And that was what, two minutes? So imagine that for eight hours. That's why these ladies said yesterday, I put myself on vacation for the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we so often don't slow down enough. Mm 
right? Sad. So, yeah. So that's why I love teaching this to people. Yeah, I bet. Keith says, I am walking proof that we do create our own reality. My mentors helped me change my filters to know that my world is created by what I believe, where I put my focus and fill my mind with. I love that, Keith. I love that. And the more of us that are doing this and sharing this with others, the, the more others can benefit, right? Each of us knows 10 people who know 10 people who know 10 people. And before long, every single one of us that shares this message has impacted 90,000 people. And that's all it takes to really create effect in moving this forward. And you guys are doing that with your movie. Like you're going to reach that many people easily. And we keep having the ripple effects of that. And it's true with, you know, any healing modality or that we want to get out there into the world that might have been squashed in the past. And hypnosis absolutely has been squashed in the past. But now we're really starting to see traction um, build. And so not only do I teach learn self-hypnosis classes, which I love because then people can have the skills for the rest of their life to just drop themselves into a state of trance and give themselves the suggestions of what they want to achieve in one day. And you have that skill for the rest of your life, right? And then I also teach a designation class. And so that's for coaches and practitioners that want to use this with their clients one-to-one in order to help their clients achieve the results that they want more quickly, which is what we all want. Because we've all had clients that, you know, start to make progress and then they come up against something and they get stuck, right? And so let's help them work through that with their power of hypnosis to achieve the results they truly want. Michelle is asking an interesting question. She says, the medical model works through fear. If given a diagnosis, how can hypnosis help us take back our power and not live in that fear of a scary diagnosis? Because we can literally hypnotize ourselves out of the trance of fear and into a trance of health and joy and love and passion and whatever that trance is that we want. But you're absolutely right, Michelle, that the medical model puts us into that place of fear and it becomes a trance of fear. And we can hypnotize you right out of that trance of fear. And everybody listening, you know, just check in. What trance are you in? You can be in different trances throughout the day because you're spending 90% of your day in trance. What trance are you in? Are you in a trance that is serving you or are you in a trance that is holding you back? And again, that's where self-hypnosis is so incredibly powerful because you have the awareness of the trance that you're in and the ability to change it. And as you practice self-hypnosis and you get better at it so that you can drop yourself into that trance more quickly, you can do this in five minutes, literally. And you can do check-ins with yourself throughout the day and just drop yourself into trance and get yourself out of that trance of fear and put yourself into that trance of potential of unlimited power and not power in a negative way where it's power over other people, but power in your ability. Put yourself into that trance of health, into that trance of healing 10 times faster in the trance of my body knows what it needs to do. Because the body does always know what it needs to do. But that trance of fear is working against you because it's creating stress, which is weakening your immune system and you know, impacting your sleep negatively, et cetera, et cetera. So I love that you asked that question, Michelle, and we can absolutely hypnotize you out of that trance of fear. The other trance people are in often, besides the trance of fear, is the trance of, I can't. We are, you know, limiting ourselves with this trance of, I can't do that. And we can hypnotize you out of that into, I can. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know, if we, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a big picture kind of gal. This is sort of one of my soul roles on the planet, I guess. But if you look at who we are as, as beings, we are grand beings of light and we are creators. We can create anything we choose. Yes. But we have been hypnotized into believing that we're merely human. They were just mm-hmm. mere mortals, were merely physical. And when the body stops, that's the end. So that's, that is 
literally the ultimate mass hypnosis. Yes. Because we have hypnotized ourselves into believing that we are who we are not. Exactly. So how could we break that that original hypnosis? Because if we can break the original hypnosis of I'm not a grand creator being, then we can just simply step back into who we truly are. Exactly. And so that's why when I teach this, I do spend a lot of time understanding the power of our unconscious mind. And, you know, I shared some of the statistics with you today, et cetera. There's science behind, there's quantum physics behind this, right? So the science is now catching up to what has been known for so long and not necessarily understood. And some people need the science, right? In order to deepen their their belief. And really what it comes down to is the the success of the hypnosis is the the belief in it, the expectation of being hypnotized, right? But also understanding that when you're hypnotized, you're not going to feel any different because you already know how to feel really, really relaxed. You just might not allow yourself to do it enough, right? And so I do spend a lot of time on that for people because that deepens their belief in in the process, but also in themselves and who they are and their place in in this entire universe. And that we are so much more than we've ever been led to believe. And we have access to so much more. Because remember, the conscious mind can only access 4%. That's all we've really been taught that is out there. Now you can access the other 96%. Yeah. yeah, and we're conscious, constantly being driven back into that 4%. Yeah. Don't leave the box. Yeah. Don't break the <laughs> rules. If you, if you do something different, you're going to be ostracized or you're going to be in trouble. Don't leave the box. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yes, so that's a really, 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 really long answer as to why I'm so passionate about it. And, uh, and like I said, I absolutely love teaching this and sharing it with others. Um, I can drop the link to my learn self-hypnosis class. My next one that I'm running is on Friday, March the 10th, and it's only $250. They get so inexpensive for someone to participate. And I might add that's Canadian dollars. So it's even less for US dollars, right? And to give you a, another tool in your toolbox that you can use every day for the rest of your life. And when you start using this, that's where freedom starts because you're freeing yourself from exactly what you were just talking about, Lisa, Mm -hmm. from being narrowed down and put into the box and being told that this is how you are, who you are and how you're supposed to show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really up to, because we have all been hypnotized Mm -hmm. since childhood it is now up to us to recognize the fact yes. that we have been hypnotized since yes. childhood. Yes. And it is up to each and every one of us to break the hypnosis. Yes. If we don't break the spell, we just keep walking around in these states of being hypnotized. Oh, ouch. Let me go find the doctor and find out what's wrong with me. You know, oh, they told me I better do this. There's a terrible plague on the planet. Oh, wow. I better be scared. You know, if we don't break the hypnosis, we're not going to see what's actually happening and the power that we have. Yes. Create heaven on earth. Yes. And clear out all of the disease, all of the destruction, all of the death and, uh, you know, all of the stuff that we don't Mm -hmm. really need anymore. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we have been, we've been hypnotized into aging. Yep. Believe that, you know, a lifespan is, you know, 80, maybe 90, maybe a hundred years. That's it. Our bodies are designed to last for hundreds of years. We have to break yep. these hypnotic spells yep. and get our power back. hundred percent. And I'm talking, I talk to clients about that all the time. How often do people have aches and pains and blame it on aging or genetics, right? or they've got something going on and they blame it on seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. And then they do nothing as well. They do nothing until the pain gets so bad 
that they end up going to the doctor because it's a sick care system, right? You got to be sick enough in order to be processed in the system. But all of my work is about prevention and, you know, early warning signs, right? Which is why I do the functional medicine labs, the detoxes is to get those toxins out. And we have four bodies, just like we talked about the three minds before we have four bodies, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. By the time anything is showing up in the physical body, it's already moved through the other three bodies. And so I can help people with detoxing, with understanding your deficiencies and toxicities through functional medicine, lab testing, et cetera, and help bring the physical body back into balance so it can start healing itself. But then we also address the mental and the emotional and the spiritual in order to really complete that healing for the individual so that all of that illness that happened is behind them and isn't going to resurface another year or two years down the track. Right. And we have to be able to start to see that the body's not sick. It's not being attacked by a disease. There's nothing wrong with the body. The body is responding to the mental, emotional, and spiritual disconnect that's happening. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with our bodies ever. No. And in order to heal the body, we have to heal the other bodies. We have to bring mental, emotional, and and spiritual back into alignment. And when that happens, the body heals itself for free. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that too, right? No pills and, required. And that's that's the concern is that there's no money in it or there's very yes. little money in it because somebody might pay you for your services in guiding them through that or me for my services, but relative to what is paid in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in the medical industry, there's no money in it. So exactly. they don't want you to know about that. Yes, and that should be a very big concern to all of us as mm-hmm. the consumers. <laughs> Yes, to realize that they're not in it for our health. They're in it for profit and they profit on our sickness. They do. So we have to break the hypnosis spell of big harma is what I call it. Yes. (laughs) Well, I always say that they prioritize shareholder profit over human health. And we know that to be true. Exactly. And I've seen stats and these are also from 20 years ago. So I can only imagine what the number is today. But a woman with breast cancer is worth from 800,000 to $1.2 million to the medical industry. Yep. And a woman with healthy breasts is worth nothing. Yep. Exactly. So So do they teach us prevention so you can have healthy breasts? Nope. Nope. They don't. And they don't, they never teach us why the breast is doing what it's doing. Because there's a meaningful biological purpose to what the breast is doing. It's doing it on purpose. Yes. It's functioning perfectly, exactly as it's designed to function. But we've all been hypnotized into believing that you're being attacked by a disease. Exactly. It's very, it's very sneaky how this whole hypnosis thing works. <laughs> so it's really great to have your insight on all of this, Melissa. Um, Keith says, powerful message, and you are an incredible teacher of your work. Great clarity in your stories, stats, and explanation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Keith. I appreciate that. Yes, everybody that's on has been saying what a great conversation it is. And so, Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time with us this morning to explain about all of this. It's really, really enlightening. And it's really nice to know that there is some that there's self-hypnosis that we can Mm -hmm. learn to do this for ourselves and start taking our future into our own hands. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share with your community because as I said, we just need to let people know this is possible. And that's how we start undoing some of the other hypnosis that people have been under is we share, we share, we share. So thank you for that opportunity. I really appreciate it. You are more than welcome. So people can find Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com. <laughs> you got it. Thank you very much, Lisa. Yes.
Yeah, so if you're watching in the, if you are uh, watching on uh, Facebook, we can drop the links in Facebook. We can, if on, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe, subscribe to my channel, check the show notes because the links will be in the show notes. And also for her upcoming March 10th um, se seminar that she'll be teaching. And um, we'll put all the pertinent information there for you to find Melissa and your guided health journey. Melissa. Thank you, thank you. All right. So until next week, everyone, create for yourselves a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.